Our top story tonight is Justin Fields back or should the Chicago Bears trade Justin Fields to another team or is it both is Justin Fields back and that is why the Chicago Bears should trade Justin Fields we've got that we've got a whole all sorts of previews for the week ahead in the NFL and more on player profiling today. The Chicago Bears have now ended a 14-game losing streak. 14 games in a row, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears lost. This was the first win for the Bears in 347 days. It has been a long time coming for the Chicago Bears. And Justin Fields has officially made it interesting for the Chicago Bears in a couple of reasons. First of all, he played pretty damn good. He has played well for two weeks in a row, and I know he didn't have the best fourth quarter against the Denver Broncos, but over the past two games, he is averaging 617 passing yards, or sorry, that's his combined. He is averaging just over 300 passing yards a game. He is averaging over 35 rushing yards a game, so that is 348 total yards from Justin Fields per game over the past two weeks, and He's thrown four touchdowns in each of those contests, just one interception over the past two weeks. This is the Justin Fields that so many of us wanted to see coming out of Ohio State. And I do believe that Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I believe that this is the type of player he can be. I don't believe he's as good as we've seen the past couple games, and I don't think he's as bad as he looked to start the season, and therein lies the problem for the Chicago Bears. Because you're going to be picking high. Whether it's your pick, whether it's the Carolina Panthers pick, you're going to be picking high either way. And while Justin Fields, he did have a great game, a lot of that was on the back of DJ Moore, was how special DJ Moore was, going for 221 yards just on hitches and goes. DJ Moore just on those two routes, the two most Basic routes in the NFL, the hitch and the go 221 yards for DJ Moore has 230 on the day. So much of that comes after the catch as well. So now what do you do if you're the Chicago Bears? Will his value, will the value of Justin Fields in a trade ever be this high ever again? Will Justin Fields play you out of the first overall pick? And does it? actually matter because the Carolina Panthers are still winless. They're going to lose again to the Detroit Lions this coming weekend. So does it matter? Can you have your cake and eat it too? Can you keep Justin Fields, see what he is, and then ultimately decide, okay, Justin Fields is a up and down volatile quarterback with a high ceiling. And we're just not the team for him right now because Justin Fields, this is year three. Bears are going to have to pay him. In short order, they're going to have him next year on the fourth year of his deal. He'll play his fifth-year option. But the Bears aren't competing over the next two years. This is a bad, bad roster. And so ultimately, when they do get the high pick, when they do end up having the first overall pick from the Carolina Panthers, they're going to take Caleb Williams. And if not, they're going to take Drake May if they're picking a little bit later. And this is the problem for Justin Fields is the Bears window is so far down the road. A decision has to be made. It sucks, 
but Justin Fields will not be a Chicago Bear in 2024. I don't think he gets traded during the regular season, though I'd understand if they did it, because again, his value is just so high right now. It's never going to be at this level again, but just probably not going to happen. This is not the way NFL teams operate. They don't like to make decisions like that, and so we're going to see the whole season with Justin Fields. We'll see if Matt Eberflus is the head coach for all of it. We'll see if Ryan Pace is the head or is the general manager after the season. But before we get into the rest of the game last night, I've got a word from the Podfather. This episode brought to you by Mojo. Mojo is that player stock market. We love Mojo because we like making lifetime bets on players. You run out the clock on these guys. Mojo just rolled out a brand new fantasy platform. That's right. So now you can build a portfolio of player props. Oh, Jamar Chase over 77.5. Oh, Kadarius Tony under 15.5. Whatever the under is on Kadarius Tony, doesn't matter. You can just stack up the props in your portfolio. And the beauty is, once the Sunday games kick off, it's not over. It's not over until it's over with Mojo because once those games kick off, you can then move in and out of positions. Let's say that you're well ahead of expectations. You can cash out. Let's say you're behind expectations. You're underwater. Well, you can double down. That's what makes Mojo so special, why they're different. Check it out. Go to the App Store. Get the Mojo app and use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The promo code UNDERWORLD Gets you a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So the promo code is UNDERWORLD, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Go to Mojo, start building your portfolio, and then during the games, you can be a fantasy day trader. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies, you can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team. This is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. absolutely love the dynasty dominator app did not love this game last night the chicago bears versus the washington commanders it did not go at all how i expected i thought that the commanders were going to be the ones blowing out the chicago bears or maybe not blowing out but a 10 point plus comfortable win for the washington commanders and that just did not happen justin fields played so well this defense from the washington commanders was so terrible. Emmanuel Forbes ends up getting benched covering DJ Moore. And that is why you don't draft a 130-pound cornerback over Christian Gonzalez. The move never made sense. And now the commanders are paying for it. Used to hate Thursday night football. Started Monty and DJ the last two weeks. And now I'm Mr. Thursday night. Congrats to Andrew Myers. That is fantastic. Half PPR and you need to start two of Chuba. Warren Moss and Gainwell with the news of Amon Ra being injured. Who would you drop from this group to 
to add someone like Marvin Mims. If you have to start two out of these players, if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play, you're obviously playing Zach Moss. But if he does play, it's Chuba and it's Warren. And I think I'm dropping... Ah, yeah, I think I'm dropping Kenneth Gainwell to add Marvin Mims because I don't think don't think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to play. It sucks you have to draft Kenneth Gainwell. You can possibly dra- drop Zach Moss if Jonathan Taylor does play, but then is he going to get traded? So I unfortunately think it's Kenneth Gainwell. Speaking of running backs, the Chicago Bears lose all three of their running backs throughout the game. Roshan Johnson leaves early with a concussion. Khalil Herbert injures his ankle. Looks like a high ankle sprain mechanism from the way that he moved, but we don't know that for sure. He says he's fine. Everyone always says they're fine. I don't believe it until I see it. But Khalil Herbert goes down. Travis Homer, the other running back, the third string running back slash special teamer, he goes down with a hamstring injury. And so the Bears are left to give the ball and have the pass protection from fullback Kari Blassing game because... Dante Foreman is inactive. He is a healthy scratch. And this is something that I said would happen. I told everyone before the season, Dante Foreman, he doesn't play special teams. Travis Homer does. Roshan Johnson, better running back than Dante Foreman. So he's going to be the RB2. And since Dante Foreman doesn't play special teams, he's going to be a healthy scratch. People got upset with me. And now here we are. Would you start Josh Downs or Rashi Rice this week in half PPR? Rashi Rice is the upside play. I want to roll with Rashi Rice because I shoot for upside. Josh Downs is the floor play, though. Josh Downs is most likely to not ruin your week, but I think this could be the Rashi Rice breakout week. Back to the Chicago Bears. They have finally traded Chase Claypool. They said, see you later. They get him out of there. They swap a sixth-round pick in 2025. That's what the Bears get for Chase Claypool and they send a seventh-round pick in 2025 with Chase Claypool. So it's a late-round pick swap in 2025. No conditions on this, so Chase Claypool does get traded for more than Cam Akers. Congrats to him. And Mike McDaniels, when he's asked why, when he's asked why they trade for Chase Claypool, you guys want me to say it? He's fast. The expectations for Chase Claypool are high. The Dolphins are not going to let him get away with the lack of effort that we saw with the Chicago Bears. So if Chase Claypool doesn't shape up, he's going to be cut. But this is worth a risk for the Miami Dolphins. They have injuries at the wide receiver position. River Craycraft on injured reserve. Eric Ezukanma on injured reserve as well. So they go out and trade for Chase Claypool, who is fast. He is very, very fast. The Miami Dolphins arguably Not arguably, they just are the fastest team in the NFL. So Chase Claypool on his way to Miami. And Randy Gregory is on his way to the San Francisco 49ers. The Broncos announced yesterday that they were going to cut their edge rusher. And instead, the 49ers come in at the last moment, give a sixth round pick in 2024 in exchange for Randy Gregory and a seventh in 2024. So Randy Gregory, out of all these trades, out of the J.C. Jackson trade, out of the Cam Akers trade, Randy Gregory is the one who costs the most to acquire. It's a sixth, seventh swap this year. Everyone else going 2025. Cam Akers going all the way to 2026 and a conditional at that. So Randy Gregory goes to the San Francisco 49ers. They get another edge rusher. The 49ers just keep adding to the defensive line. And they get him 
for free, pretty much. This is a pick swap that doesn't really account to much, but also they're paying him the veteran minimum this year. The Denver Broncos will pay Randy Gregory $10 million this year. The Niners get a not quite star edge rusher. I don't think Randy Gregory is at that star level anymore, but a solid, good, potentially above average pass rusher, potentially great pass rusher. We've seen flashes of it. I don't think he's that guy anymore, but get it for the veteran minimum. Well done for the San Francisco 49ers. Broncos move on. But back to this Thursday night game, the Washington commander, Sam Howell, Sam Howell. If you played him in fantasy, you are thrilled. He goes for over 20 fantasy points, 26 to be exact. And if you remove the Bills game, which is cheating because, you know, it's an average and cherry picking the games we don't like out of it isn't a good process. But outside of that matchup against a strong Buffalo Bills defense, Sam Howell's averaging 20.9 fantasy points per contest over those other four games. Sam Howell, a good fantasy quarterback, but might not be a good real-life quarterback. Sam Howell, 29 sacks through five games. The next closest quarterback is Daniel Jones at 22 sacks through four games. We know the disaster that he had this past week, though. That doubled the amount of sacks that he had. Daniel Jones went from 11 sacks heading into week four to 22 following week four, whereas Sam Howell, he's just taken heavy sacks game after game after game right now. Sam Howell is on pace to take 99 sacks this year. And the record for sacks taken in the season is David Carr, the brother of Derek Carr, in that rookie season for the Houston Texans. The expansion offensive line for the Houston Texans, 76 is what David Carr had. And Sam Howell is on pace for 99. Sam Howell might not be it, but it's going to be fun-ish along the way. I mean, it was fun for Logan Thomas. Who would have thought that? 11 targets for Logan Thomas, 77 yards and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel also scores a touchdown. Sam Howell almost forgets that he can throw outside of the numbers, forgets that he has wide receivers out there because only five targets for Terry McLaurin, only four targets for Jahan Dotson. And this isn't a game where they throw 55 straight passes or at least call 55 straight passes, 55 straight dropbacks for Sam Howell, which is the most in a long, long time, possibly ever in the NFL. I think that actually was the most we've ever seen. 55 straight dropbacks from the Washington Commanders and only five targets for Terry McLaurin. Something is wrong there. Of course, this obviously means only six designed runs all go to Brian Robinson. 10 yards on those six carries. Catches all four of his targets for 33 yards. Whereas Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson, be still my beating heart. Just when I'm out, he shows a flash that makes me wonder what if, what if Antonio Gibson was freed and given the role that he deserves 64 yards on four receptions, Antonio Gibson. I just wish we'd see more and I'm sure commanders fans wish they'd see less of Jack Del Rio, their defensive coordinator, but Ron Rivera is going to stick with him. There will be no coaching changes at this time. Now, Chase Claypool looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. Yeah, that, that is the great description. We all want Chase Claypool to move to tight end because of the size, but I don't know if he's tough enough to play tight end in the NFL. I don't know if he is the blocking willingness to do that. But now to the bad news. We've got lots of bad news in the NFL this week. A lot of injury news, starting with Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown doesn't practice this week. 
and he is officially doubtful to play on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. He's got an abdomen issue. We wonder if that's a sports hernia issue. And that would not be good. That would be something that lingers throughout the season, either that or he gets surgery to repair it. And then he's out a couple weeks, but that would be better than just having it linger all season. If that is the case with Amon Ross St. Brown, we don't know for sure, but we are worried. We also had Jameer Gibbs added to the injury report as well. He's got a hamstring injury that popped up earlier today. Nervous about Jameer Gibbs. Don't think Amon Ross St. Brown's going to play. If Jameer Gibbs misses two and Josh Reynolds is also questionable, we do expect Josh Reynolds to play, but officially questionable. So we could see quite the day from Sam Laporta and a dart throw. If you are desperate, if you have absolutely no one, Khalif Raymond could be a guy on your waiver wire that ends up getting like 10 targets or something ridiculous like that if Josh Reynolds ends up missing. And I know we've got Jamison Williams returning, but he's going to be a pure rotational role. He is not going to be playing anything heavy. He's not going to be seeing five, six, seven targets. That's not going to be the game from Jamison Williams. He's going to have a couple snaps, a couple targets, Maybe a big player too, but that's what you're counting on. Whereas Khalif Raymond actually could be something if you're forced to, if all these players miss. If Jameer Gibbs and Josh Reynolds play, then no, Khalif Raymond's not in for his big day. So to try and sell Kyron Williams or A-Chan or stick with them. If so, who do you think I could realistically get for them? You're keeping A-Chan, absolutely keeping A-Chan. I think he is the real deal locked in the rest of the way. You can try and sell Kyron Williams if you can get a wide receiver one or a high-end wide receiver two for Kyron Williams, then I'm game for that. But at this point, the role for Kyron Williams, you might just have to roll with. Try and trade Kyron Williams for that type of wide receiver. I don't know if people value Kyron Williams that way is the problem. Whereas A-Chan, you don't want to get rid of Devon A-Chan. He is the real deal. He's that guy. He's an RB1. The rest of the way, whereas Kyron Williams, I believe in him less, but I imagine the rest of your league does as well. So see if you can get a wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two for Kyron Williams. If not, it's okay to just ride with it. Moving on, we've got Saquon Barkley. Game time decision, but as we've been talking about, Saquon Barkley probably out. Suffered his high ankle sprain in week two, so he misses week three, he misses week four. Missing, missing week five would be not a surprise at all. Whereas Austin Eckler, he misses week two, week three, week four. Now he's got a bye. He'll return in week six for Austin Eckler. So Saquon Barkley, game time decision. Don't think he's going to play. Even if he does play, he's going to be limited because of the ankle injury that he has. So I'm worried about Saquon Barkley. Even if he does play, find other arrangements. If you were planning to Saquon play Saquon, because I do not expect him to play. Traylon Burks is out this weekend with a knee injury. The Dolphins will also be without their left tackle to Ron Armstead for the next four weeks. He's on injured reserve with a bunch of injuries. And the Jets will be without their cornerback number two opposite of Sauce Gardner. DJ Reed is out with a concussion. And you might think, okay, well, this opens things up for Jerry Judy because Sauce is going to shadow Cortland Sutton. But that's not really the case. The Broncos will dictate who faces cornerback too because Sauce Gardner does not shadow. He plays left side cornerback all of the time. And DJ Reed plays right side cornerback all of the time. So that will be up to the Broncos. Whichever wide receiver they line up on the right side gets Sauce. Whatever wide receiver they line up on the left side gets cornerback two, three, four, 
for the New York Jets. But it's not all bad news. Before we get to that, though, would you trade Alave, Andrews, Kyron Williams, and Thielen for Hill, Engram, DK, and Evans? Mike Evans? Alave for Hill. So I'd rather have Hill. Engram's a downgrade. Kyron Williams for DK. I think I'd rather have DK. Yeah, I would do this. You get an upgrade in Hill. Hill's the best player in this trade. The downgrade from Mark Andrews to Evan Engram. I'm fine with that to get Tyree Kill. I'd rather have DK Metcalf than Kyron Williams. Way rather have Mike Evans than Adam Thielen. So, yeah, absolutely do this trade. But it's not all bad news, like I was saying on the injury report. Cooper Cup is back. Cooper Cup will play full participant in practice today, full participant in practice yesterday. Cooper Cup is officially back, and it is beautiful. Yes, we are live today, my friend Carl. We are live. We also got Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is expected to play. He feels really good to be healthy. He's officially questionable, but he's expected to play. And as Jonathan Taylor put himself, if somebody wasn't committed, they wouldn't be here. And Jonathan Taylor is there with the Indianapolis Colts. It's not about what he wants, but it's about what he can do to help his teammates in this city. So Jonathan Taylor, it is pretty clear that he realizes, hey, I need to play. I need to play to make some money. I need to play to get a trade. Whatever it is, my situation, the best way to resolve it is going out there and playing. That is how I get leverage back in my favor. So Jonathan Taylor is expected to play for the Indianapolis Colts. Love to hear it. We also got some good news about Javante Williams. He did practice on Thursday, practice a little bit on Friday as well. Javante Williams dealing with a hip injury, but... I do not expect Javante Williams to play. It makes no sense forcing him out there when he's less than 100%. And even if Javante Williams does play, it sounds like Jaleel McLaughlin could end up getting the start either way. They could be giving Javante Williams limited reps, putting him on a pitch count and starting Jaleel McLaughlin to see what they've got out of him. And as we've seen with the Denver Broncos, they are more than happy to say, hey, we've got this undrafted guy. Let's see what we can get out of him. Philip Lindsay. And obviously this is a different front office, a different coaching staff, but people in that building remember, Hey, we once had an undrafted free agent, just show up out of nowhere and be really good for us for a period of time. So Jaleel McLaughlin going to get some run. Hopefully they rule Javante Williams out. So he gets the full run instead of having to kind of go wishy-washy with it. If Gibbs is banged up, prob not a bad play to just start rice or downs. They're giving a similar production anyways, right? Yeah, I would keep an eye on it. It's going to be a blowout, or it should be a blowout at the very least for the Detroit Lions. So Jameer Gibbs against the Carolina Panthers. If he does play, he's not 100%. I'm okay with starting Ricer Downs. I think I still start Jameer Gibbs, but if you want to just avoid the risk, I do understand that, but I still go... Gibbs over Downs. I think I start Gibbs and Rice. Dynasty, Zay Flowers, Michael Wilson, or Rashi Rice. Favorite show, although in Spain. Happy to have you on the show, my friend from Spain. Happy you can tune in live. In Dynasty, it is absolutely Zay Flowers. 1,000% Zay Flowers. He is just so far above, in a way, these other two players. Outside of though, after that, I would probably go Michael Wilson. I, I probably go Michael Wilson this week, Rashi Rice long term. I'd rather have Rashi Rice long term, and I think I play Michael Wilson this week. 
have Monty on that same team. Oh, if you have Montgomery on the same team, yeah. Play Montgomery, play Rice and Downs or Downs, however it works. Yeah, with Jameer Gibbs banged up and with you having Monty, absolutely. Back to the injury report. T. Higgins got a limited practice in today. Didn't practice earlier this week, though. He's got the broken ribs. I don't expect T. Higgins to play. And even if he does, these rib injuries are painful. With every breath that T. Higgins takes, the pain is going to be radiating out of him. So I don't expect T. Higgins to play. I do expect Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, and Luke Musgrave to all play. Great news there. Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham Jr. both plan to play for the Baltimore Ravens. Justice Hill gets a full practice in. He's officially questionable, but gets a full practice in. That is great. And speaking of Zay Jones, or not Zay Jones, Zay Flowers, by the way, Patrick Peterson had some words for Zay Flowers, says it's going to be fun to keep our eye on that little munchkin. And I don't think that's something that you're allowed to say in 2023. Speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett does expect to play. He'll be without his tight end, Pat Fryermuth, with a hamstring injury. We expect Fryermuth to miss two to three games. So obviously this is going to be the first game. We probably don't see Pat Fryermuth next week either. And we saw Najee Harris pop up on the injury report with the hamstring injury as well. Late on Friday, Najee Harris picks up a hamstring. So keep an eye on that. If you've got Najee Harris, you might need to find alternative arrangements, but that's what it's a might. We don't know for sure. We don't know how bad it is with Najee Harris. Could have just been a tweak. He could have just left early, but it is something that we absolutely have to monitor. PPR traded fields and more to get Herbert two weeks ago. Ouch. It's an ouch, but I understand it. I mean, you get a massive upgrade for Justin Herbert. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to keep this pace for the rest of the year. So I think he still made the right decision. Just hurts after that performance. Oh, we've also got Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is limited with a quad injury. He was limited last week as well. And last week was the first week that we saw Dalton Kincaid run more routes than Dawson Knox. So keep an eye on that. If Dawson Knox doesn't play, Dalton Kincaid breakout could be underway. And if Dawson Knox does play, the Dalton Kincaid breakout could be underway either way. We've also got the San Francisco 49ers. Debo at less than 100%, but he's going to play this weekend. Derek Carr, still questionable with the shoulder injury, but we all expect to see him. Raiders, Jimmy G is back. He's out of concussion protocol, so you now can officially fully trust Jacoby Myers. He's going to get 10 targets this week, especially if Devontae Adams is banged up or doesn't play, he's got the shoulder injury that he's fighting through. We do expect him to play through it, but it's going to be a pain management type of thing for Devontae Adams. He is going through it. He is in a lot of pain. Could leave at any point, which would mean Jacoby Myers goes from 10 targets a game with Jimmy Garoppolo to 20 targets a game with Jimmy Garoppolo. So absolutely love Jacoby Myers this week, especially if there is no Devontae Adams. Final. News and notes around the NFL. We do have word that outside of the Arizona Cardinals, teams are expecting Kyler Murray to be traded. Now, we don't know to who, and the Cardinals have not said anything about trading Kyler Murray. There's no whispers inside the building. This is just what teams around the league expect, and that is that Kyler Murray will be traded. And could they trade Kyler Murray early? Could they trade Kyler Murray during the season? Josh Dobbs has been pretty good, and the Cardinals are also kind of trying to tank kind of trying to crater for Caleb Williams. So I don't know how this is going to shake out. I don't know don't know what the Arizona Cardinals will do. I don't think they'll trade Kyler Murray during the season. I do think we will play, see Kyler Murray play for the Arizona Cardinals this season, but 
Can you imagine if these teams capitalize on the high value? I guess not so high for Kyler Murray. He'll his value will be higher once teams know he's healthy and see him on a field, but capitalizing on the value of Justin Fields and making him the new quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons for a playoff run there. Good evening to my friend Gogo Jin. Happy to have you on the show. Have both Chicago running back and quarterback starting this week. Nice. Well, running, did Herbert have a good game? I don't think Herbert had the best game. I think he did okay. I think I remember he had like seven, eight points or something like that. But Justin Fields at quarterback, that is absolutely fantastic. We've also got Cam Newton. Cam Newton will not come to play for the New York Jets for anything less than five and a half million. And I don't think the Jets are asking Cam Newton to play for them. So I think this is at an impasse at this point. Former New York Jet Jamal Adams will not be fined or disciplined. As we all know, Jamal Adams had a concussion and he yelled at the refs and concussions sometimes make you irrationally angry. So I'm glad to hear that Jamal Adams was not punished for having a concussion. We saw the retirement of Jamie Collins earlier today, former New England Patriot, Detroit Lion, and Cleveland Brown linebacker. He retires with 26 and a half sacks, 12 interceptions, and 455 tackles. Best of luck to Jamie Collins in his retirement. And finally, the final news of the day. Oh, you had the wide receiver. You had more. The wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Great, great job. Congrats to Carl. You're going to win your matchup thanks to Justin Fields and DJ Moore combining for almost 100 points. But our final news of the day, and we have not spent much time on this show talking about Taylor Swift because I know that's not what you're here for. You hear enough about it everywhere else. But the NFL is talking about Taylor Swift. The NFL told Donna Kelsey, the mother of Travis Kelsey, that the Kelsey family, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on this run have done more good PR, more good for the NFL's public relations image than they could buy with a million dollars. The NFL is laughing all the way to the bank off of this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey relationship. Kendra Miller was dropped. Do I drop either Gainwell or Chuba for him? I don't think so. Maybe you drop Gainwell, but Chuba with Miles Sanders banged up. You absolutely don't drop him. And Gainwell and Kendra Miller are kind of the same guy. They're both handcuffs. You're not starting either one of them without an injury. So I don't think so. I think you're sticking with Gainwell. But anyways, that's it. That's the show.